Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Got a little something I want to share with you. First Corinthians tonight, chapter 15. I'm happy to be in God's house. I'm glad that He's such a prayer answering God. First Corinthians First Corinthians Chapter fifteen Amen. Everybody said hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a good and great and wonderful God we serve. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, as I said. And I'd like for you to look at verse 19. Paul, inspired of the Holy Ghost, he was having to deal with some people that didn't believe this doctrine, what the church stands for took issue with it. And so he argued that there is there is too a resurrection where they said there is no resurrection. Verse 19, he said, if in this life only, that's the key word, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. I want to minister for a little while on the happiest pe- the happiest people on earth. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. We, uh, according to 1 John, Chapter 5 of 1 John, verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know, there are people that like to quote these scriptures, and uh, a lot of scriptures, and yet... They have not this doctrine. And the Bible made it crystal clear that if there's any, this is Second John chapter 10, verse 10 rather, said if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine. This morning we ministered on this ministry. And tonight I say unto you, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Keep in mind there are lots of people 
that quote and refer to scriptures. And they, as the Bible said, they know not what they say, nor whereof they affirm. For you to be a part of the one and only church that Jesus started for everybody everywhere. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We never read about him starting another church. He started one. And that church was sent for commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The gospel being the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The good news that he died and that he was buried and he rose again from the dead. And that translates biblically, scripturally, chapter and verse subject matter into death is repentance, burial is water baptism in Jesus' name, and resurrection is receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. We had a visitor the other night, and uh, she told me she was going to a certain conference, and they were going to ordain her, and they were going to give her this certificate and that certificate, and send her here and send her there. And uh, I said, he doesn't believe the truth. <gasps> I said, that's right. I said, I'll tell you what, get him in front of a bunch of people and ask him, is it Acts 2.38 or hell? You know? You're going to find out that not everybody believes this message. The message that Jesus gave to his one and only church. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. I had somebody tell me many, many years ago when I was out witnessing and I stopped at a place and the little group of people in there and I gave them uh, invitations and tracts and what have you. And in conversation I said something about, I used the word doctrine. And the individual got very indignant with me and said, I don't like that word doctrine. And I said, well, it's a Bible word. <laughs> oh, but they like Trinity, but that's not a Bible word. It's amazing how people, human spirit, like so many things, are enamored with so many things that are not in the Scripture. And there are many of them that they like little hobby horses and little candy sticks. They use them all the time, but they're just not in the Bible. It would be best if we would work with what's in the Bible. That's God's mind revealed. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it's all profitable. It'll put you on the right side of the ledger. It'll get you ready to be in that first resurrection. To be counted worthy to be in that resurrection. To be a child of the resurrection. There's lots of people going around. And there's always been. Paul found himself in quite a battle here with people who did not believe in the resurrection. We've got people today that believe that there's two, three, and four of them. Maybe more. You know? So one extreme to the other. 
We want that good old balance. The scripture will balance you. We want to stay balanced in the Holy Ghost. We don't want to be extremists, extreme left or extreme right. We want to be right, keep the the bubble in the middle. Get the level out, keep the bubble in the middle. We want to stay with good, solid footing, chapter and verse, subject matter. You've got to be extremely careful if you come across a scripture that kind of stands alone by itself, one of those. You better hang that on a nail and just pray about it. There are people that will take something and just run with it. Before you know it, they got some crazy doctrine going. And you know that's usually just built around they're looking for a whole lot of attention. A human spirit at work. Listen, what we do, we do so that the Bible uses the word redound or rebound unto the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You, want, you want God to get the glory. Let everything be done unto the glory of God. It's not about your glory. It's not about you getting a big pat on the back. Not about your name going up in the lights of this world. Come on. It's about the name of Jesus Christ. It's about glorifying our Father. Amen. That what we live, what we do, the light that he gave us to shine, it's all to rebound and redound unto the glory of the living God. Let everything be done unto the praise of his glory. Not your praise, his praise. Of his glory. Not your glory. Not your glory. Not your glory. Paul named a couple, you can be seated, God bless you. Paul named a couple of people, and he said that they were telling people that the resurrection was past. And in so doing, he said they overthrow the faith of some. They got people mixed up. And those people got on that hobby horse and they got to saying the same thing. It's like a man that that uh, God trusted and God used him. But people grabbed it. They grabbed him like throwing them up on their shoulders and parading them around. And you know what they did? They started baptizing in that guy's name. You know what his sin was? He didn't stop him. He didn't stop him. Let me tell you something, church family. You don't ever want to steal God's glory. You just don't want to do that. I've seen people that got very big-headed and got very lifted up and thought they were all that. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Good thing to remember that. I need you, Jesus. I need your power. I need your glory. I need your divine help. I need your guidance every day. I need you to open doors for me, Lord. Amen. Give God a big hand. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you get to you get to bragging around and you get to being carried away. That's biblical terminology. You get carried away with the idolatry of this world. And you know what? You're gonna find out. You're gonna find out real quick that you're gonna 
be going your way without God. It's like the guy that was whipping down the highway. And he saw a guy standing there with his thumb out. Not a good thing to do nowadays, that's for sure. But that was back in the day. That was back in the day when you didn't have to lock your doors. You know, you do now. That was back in the day when the kids could play outside and you didn't have to worry. Well, that was then, not now. And uh, he was whipping around. He saw that thumb out and he stopped the car. And by, he was going so fast. By the time he stopped, he had to back up to get back to the guy. And the guy got in and he sat down and he pulled the door shut. And sat pretty close to that door, kind of hugging it. This guy hits the gas and down the road he's going. He's a fume of smoke and dirt in his rearview mirror. And he's just moving along. He looks over at that guy and he says, what's the matter? He said, you scared? The guy said, yeah. He said, what are you scared about? He said, we got Jesus, man. He said, the way you drive? He said, Jesus got out a long time ago. You can go messing around, and you're going to find out. You're going to look for him, and he's not nowhere around. He's back where you left him at. That door you went out, that's the door you got to come back in at. You hear me? You better read Hebrews chapter 6. It's a little bit scary. It uses the word impossible and links it to the very God that we serve, who with him nothing is impossible. So that should certainly challenge your thinking just a little bit. Should make those big warning lights go on. Let me be cautious about what I'm involving myself with, what I'm listening to, what I'm entertaining. And Paul said, we got some folks, he said, they overthrow the faith of some. He said, I've turned them over to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. That's some pretty tough, strong language coming from the apostle. Apostle John said, somebody come by and they want to talk to you. Nowadays, they don't have to come by, do they? They can just use social media. And they want to they get your attention. They want to get your ear. They want to get into your brain, your heart. They want to get their spiel going. They want to get a response and get a dialogue going. Like somebody said recently, they said they had they had some children, and they said, I've got too much to lose to be messing around. Let me tell you something. If you have no children and you're baptized in Jesus' name and got the Holy Ghost, you got too much to lose to be messing around to involving yourself with things that are as unstable as water. Do you realize you cannot build in Belgrade except you either backfill or drive pilots because the soil here is rich as it is to grow crops. It is not compactable. You can't build anything on it. It's the same as building on water. And water is unstable. And the writer talked about people that were as, uh, as unstable as water. There are people that 
moved out of the state of California because they believed it was going to fall off into the ocean. Well, gee, that's been about 100 years ago they said that. Think about that. Yeah, There's been people pack up and go off here and go off there, go up into mountains, do all kinds of weird things because somebody had a harebrained scheme and idea and all that. One guy read in Revelation about the two witnesses and he moved to Jerusalem. You know, people really get way off base. And you know what? I expect that from a lot of people who don't have this doctrine. But what's really bad is people who once knew the truth. People who were taught right. People who were raised right. People that were given the finest of the wheat and the honey from the rock. The corn. Yeah, a handful of corn at the top of the mountain. You read that in your Bible? It's in there. One preacher heard that preached, he'd never heard it before, and he had an airplane. He went up in the plane with a couple of guys, and they threw corn out of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just looking for any excuse to go up in that plane, but whatever the case was. <laughs> Amen. Come on, church family. Let's, let's get a little more solid in God. What do you say? And you know what? You get rooted and grounded and settled, and you don't get all out of balance and all wacky in your brain, you're going to find out that you're going to be, of all people, most happy. You're going to be the happiest people on the earth. I don't care what the beast does, what the false prophet does. I don't care they bring a one-world government and a one-world monetary system and a one-world super false church in the midst of it all. you got the truth. You know what's right. You know where you're going. You've got eternal life. You've got the promise of that. You know what the end of the book promises. You can be of all people most happy, not most miserable. That's them. We've got something beyond this life. My hope isn't only in this world. My hope is in the world to come. Woo! Give God a big hand. Amen. 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 You would be surprised of people that are out there and who claim this experience that do not believe that it takes Acts 2.38. There's a lot of things that you think that are basic, solid doctrines. That they don't really, they're not really convinced of. We want to realize that we're to be built upon the rock. And that we're rooted and grounded and settled in this doctrine. And I'm not going to get involved with people who are playing with false doctrine. You know, who are, shall we say, swimming with snakes. You know. If, if it gets said to me, you're one of them, I want to know what them is. Because <laughs> there's some them I'm no part of. Amen. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Everybody said praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. You get people that that have a lot of 
wiggle worms and tadpoles in their drinking water, if you please. You don't want any part of that. You want the more sure word and the more sh and the sure mercies of David, the scriptures say. You want things that are sure. You want a foundation that is solid. The writer said, you take heed how you build on that foundation. People have, have shed their blood for that foundation. Primarily Jesus the Christ. Amen. You don't want to play fast and loose with that. Most of the time people do because they're just looking for their own glory. They're just looking for the spotlight. You know? They want to distinguish themselves. Stand out. If you're going to stand out, stand out because you believe the truth. Stand out because you stand for the truth. No matter what anybody says, no matter what kind of pressure they put on you, that you believe this truth. That's right. I'm baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues and continue. I was in a local restaurant not too long ago. And I was just sitting there reading my Bible. I wasn't bothering anybody. And a guy came by, and all of a sudden he stopped, and he looked back at me at my table. And he said, you know, I've heard of a wolf in sheep's clothing. He said, but now I've seen it. Okay. I guess that made him feel good, made him feel big, bad, and tough. I didn't do anything. And one thing led to another, and, and uh, he asked me, he said, you speak in tongues? I said, as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, I do. He started run that down. And I said, you believe the Bible, don't you, sir? He said, yes, I do. So I flipped my Bible open, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and I said, how about reading that verse? Turn my Bible around, put my finger on it. Nothing like putting your finger right on chapter verse, you know. And uh, so he read it. Hmm. Forbid not to speak with tongues. He said, oh, I never saw that before. I got to go home and study. Boom. He beat out the door. Oh, chapter and verse will just put the devil on the run. And I didn't break a sweat. I wasn't ugly. Let's let the Word of God do it. Just kind of like, you know, what my wife told me. She said she read that that somebody went to the door and the devil was there. And she just said, Jesus, please answer the door. It's for you. <laughs> you just let the Lord take care of it. Amen. 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 I'm just going to. Keep right on keeping on, Lord. I'm going to keep on going to church. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on reading your word. I'm going to keep on calling your name. I'm going to keep on raising my hands in praise and adoration to you. And I'm going to keep on keeping on on this original message. And I'm not deviating to the right nor to the left. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on now. Give God a big hand. And therefore, I'm going to be of all people most happy. Because I'll tell you what, people that's got this truth are happy people. Amen. You feel yourself under the pressure? 
It's because of what you got. Because of what you believe. Yeah. Not everybody that's going to try to get into your life and into your head and into your heart is going to be people that have a trueness about them. There's a lot of falseness out there. The Bible warned about it. Hey, I got to quit. I got this hand. I know. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise I know my, I can hear my wife's dog barking. I better, I better behave myself. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Give God another big hand. <laughs> Amen. Amen. One time a preacher said something about walking somebody's dog, so I went up to him and I said, how about walking mine? He wouldn't say anything to me, and I was sincere. But since your dogs are barking, how about walking them up here uh, for a little while, okay? Let's worship the Lord for just a few minutes. Come on. Thank God. Come on, children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All people most happy. We're not miserable. We're happy. We are happy people. We are happy people. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. 